Iron Man. Great movie. First movie in the MCU. Um, literally a perfect movie in my mind. Uh, I don't think there's any shortcomings that are worth changing. Um, which is so rare. And if you know me, I dislike almost every movie that's ever been made. If you tell me your favorite movie, I will find a way to make you question yourself and your motives. And you'll end up disliking that movie. And in doing so, you'll dislike most of the things that you thought you liked. I'll do a whole mind warp on you. I'm not saying that I like will control you. But I'm saying that I uh, dislike almost every movie. Ask anyone who's friends with me. They don't even tell me things that they like anymore. And I don't do it in a rude way. I just point out certain things. Because everyone does this uh, TV show movie shootout when they see you. Hey, have you seen this movie yet? Hey, have you seen that movie yet? Have you seen this show yet? Oh, you got to watch this show. Everyone just keeps on pile- shooting out shows and titles for you. And it really kind of drives me nuts. And so they ask me, I'm like, no, I haven't seen it. And then if I have something, yeah, I did see it. And then they go, well, what did you think? And I usually follow up with, and you can ask my wife in the chat room, uh, you probably don't want to know what I think. And they go, come on, tell me. No, it's fine. I want to know. Everyone thinks they can handle it. <laughs> they can't. Because once I start talking about it, they, you can see their face still like this, and then this, and then this, and then this, and then this. And it's all because of my stupid mouth. Anyway, so for me to say Iron Man has no clear and obvious problems is rare. Okay. Biggest theme, overcoming vanity. He didn't see that there was any reason to put anything above himself and his desires. And his desires that were uh, temporal too. Whatever he wanted to do, and this is kind of his whole thing through his whole arc in the MCU, what he feels he does. He doesn't ask for permission. He doesn't ask questions. And it's a double-edged sword. That's how he got to where he was. That's how he's been so successful. But at the same time, there is a literal hole and symbolic hole in his heart, right? Iron Man, right? There's a hole in his heart. There's something missing. And that missing thing is because he's unable to let anyone inside. I mean, it it couldn't be any more heavy-handed and obvious than that. But that's what they did. But they played it right. And Robert Downey Jr. was a great... Uh, actor to play that role two i think one of the biggest ones um the biggest things that's uh important in this and i'm shocked that i've not seen any article written on it is things you build versus things that are given to you he was given stark industries from his father um and it was given to him uh and uh, you know howard stark built it up during uh the world war ii and ran it um, for a very long time to very successful and grew with along with the military industrial complex. Howard Stark did clearly buddied up with the military, um, you know, created Captain America. So there's two things there. One, um, Tony secretly resents his father for giving him success. He secretly resents um, having to share his success with his father, but mostly because he secretly resents um, that his father cared more about the company which shared his name, Stark, than him. So it's it's weird. He was given control of it at a very young age um, when his parents were killed, which you find out later on. And it was the, and this thing that he's given control of was actually the thing that was taken away that, that also distracted his father from tending to him as a child. So interesting dynamic. They didn't dive into it 
a lot there. I don't know if they would have had time. It would, I'm not sure if it would have made sense for the movie. But I would loved Iron Man 2 and certainly Iron Man 3 to discuss that a little bit more. They did in Civil War. Um, and they did a little bit in Endgame. But really it's uh, what happens when you're father you know if you're a man and you are building something and your father builds something bigger than you could ever build how did what does that make you think how does it make you act and how does it make you what, what do you assume your place is in the world at that time um another one thing that he overcomes the second thing that he overcomes is seeing people as individuals rather than seeing people as things that he can manipulate he orders people around he tells people what to do but he slowly starts seeing that People have lives, people have dreams and desires, and his actions affect them. And he never had to think about that before, and by the end he realizes, I need to be more in control of who I am. Um, and again, all of this is born because he was given, one, he was, he was given his intellect from his father. So you can think about it that way, too. He was born a genius. And then obviously he worked very hard, he's got a great analytical mind. But the cr- crazy thing about your mind is that it was given to you. It was your your innate talent, your whatever, whatever that is, was given to you through genetics, um, and so that's something that also you didn't ask for, and it, and also you can feel a, a little bit of resentment, but also you feel can feel guilty. I was given this talent, and, and you know I'm hoping that I, I live up to it, right? And then um, the last part is legacy. He saw that his legacy. He kept assuming Stark Industries. Yeah, my father built it. My father built it. But then he finally realized, especially when they're like, hey, look at these missiles and that are being used against civilian populace. He was like, oh, that's my name. That's not my dad's name anymore. That's actually my name now. So assuming the mantle of the throne and then making sure that your legacy is something that you can be proud of. Because the whole time he's been living under his father's shadow, he also assuming that he didn't have to, um, the, the sins of the company were not his, they were his father's. Especially because Obadiah, you know, his, the antagonist and the chairman of the board, um, made him feel that way. Like, oh, just create cool things, kid, and, and I'll run it from here. And then eventually that gets resolved. So, um, a lot of really interesting things that it, it dives through. Uh, and and Robert Downey Jr. has the, uh, I mean, he certainly has the emotional uh, bandwidth within acting. And he has a lot of different energies and He's great physical chemistry, too. This is something that's never talked about. His physical chemistry with other characters is really good. When he looks at another character and he's upset, when he looks at them and he, you know, with that reporter and its desire and lust, you can feel his physical chemistry. And he doesn't have to be really big and imposing like a Tom Hardy or, um, I mean, who else is, like, really big? I mean, it's not, it's not obvious that he's, like, imposing physically. But his physical chemistry when he's on set with someone, screaming with someone, is great. Which is the exact opposite of Chris Evans as Captain America. It's almost like I have, and I think Chris Evans. I'm sure he's a nice guy, and I've seen him in some really good roles. But for some reason, I just thought he. I don't know if he was a good pick for Captain America. I just don't. He seems so uncomfortable being in on set on screen. Though I, I don't. I didn't see him kind of hanging or in in any way compared to any other character in the MCU. Um, and maybe that's just his style. And his style is pretty... I mean, one, his character, Captain America, is pretty stale and vanilla. But then beyond that, maybe his acting style is also really stale and removed. I mean, it's, it's, it's something that's really... Um, 
it's it's really weird to see that, and especially it's weird to see how many people like Captain America. And I'll get to that, but that, I'm saving that. Next, we're going through Thor. I'm gonna cut this up for a YouTube video later. Why I hate your movies. And the reason I'm actually gonna go through this because I, normally I would do monologues about life and this and that, but I realize that so much of life right now is about watching movies, and since we're not making new movies, rewatching old movies and rewatching old things. And so I want to make sure that when you go back to rewatch all these movies, you can find new ways to dislike them, as I do. <laughs> because, you know, that's what life's all about. Finding the errors and things and pointing them out and then posting it on YouTube. <sighs> so, Thor. An okay movie. Um, but one of the most over overqualified casts of all time. With the exception of Chris Hemsworth. Like, I think Chris Hemsworth was good for that role and perfect for that role. He wasn't too talented, wasn't under-talented. He was just right on. But Anthony Hopkins, Rene Russo, and uh, Tom Hiddleston. Like, three outrageously talented actors. Um, who hardly get any, at least, um, Rene Russo hardly gets any screen time. And it drives me nuts. Um, and I'll get into that in a minute. So, Themes. Being a boy versus being a man. Really important for... Um, that's a really important concept that's been looked into since the dawn of time. When I was a boy, I thought as a boy. And now that I'm a man... That, or when I was a child, I thought as a child. I viewed the world as a child. But the time has come to put away childish things. I mean, it's it's literally been... That concept has been um, uh, talked about and espoused for mil- what, millennia. 3,000 years now, maybe? 4,000 years? And so, it's, uh, it, I like that they almost kind of got it. <laughs> so, you know, when you meet Thor, he's drinking, he's partying, he's fighting for no reason. He's really um, kind of, he has no impulse control. He's just, he just kind of a frat guy, right? He just wants to party and he wants to fight. Um, but the real definition is what is the difference between being a boy and being a man and it's not age because thor is a clearly an adult at this time i mean i think he's like 1500 years old in like god years but he's clearly of age right so the difference between being a boy and being a man is not your age it is how you act and how you view the world and also how others view you if others don't view you as a man and others don't take you seriously then you're not a man so you have to understand what are the rules and what are the games in this world to become a man. Um, and also that's the difference between a prince and a king. So similar themes with Iron Man where he is given the throne just by his birthright, just by the blood throwing through his veins. He is allowed to be king at one point. Um, and so you, people will clearly be resentful. Status games. So I kind of alluded to that earlier. He played that status game because he was the prince and he was the party guy. Everyone in Asgard loved him because he was fun to be around. This is kind of like the difference between being in high school and then being in college. In high school, especially if you're um, in, the, in the, like, the high status group, for whatever reason that is, whether that's through sports or arts or you're a cool guy. If you're a cool guy in high school, that's great. But you're only cool guy in high school. If I remove you from high school and I put you in college where you don't know anyone, you're no longer a cool guy. You start at the bottom. So all of the things that made you cool, all of the reasons that people say, hey, yeah, he's cool, I want to be around him. All those um, 
attributes are removed. And you have to start from scratch because you got to find out what are the new rules here, what are the new uh, games to play so that I can achieve high status again. And this is a game that humans play throughout their life. What are the rules? What are the, ga- what, what are the games I can play? In, and then what are the rules of those games? And how can I achieve high status? And this is something the investor Naval talks about a lot. Status games are the biggest waste of time you can ever think about. So now, he's in, so now Thor is a nobody. Um, and when you're a nobody, uh, again, he had to find the, what are the rules here that makes someone uh, worthwhile. And he falls in love with Jane Foster, Natalie Portman's character. And he's starting to realize there's more to life than fighting and drinking, <laughs> which is like, pretty obvious. But maybe for him it wasn't. Um, and that's what we have to assume. And, and you can see this is why I'm like, yeah, I guess, I guess that's fine. But really what was more important is um, the brother's relationship. Um, Thor versus Loki um, and how they were pitted against each other um, through uh, their mother Frigga I believe is her name and then Odin's lack of building a family culture around them which is weird because they're royalty you would assume there's some sort of ceremony there's some sort of uh, structure to their life they have to go to the you know they they have balls or something. Who knows what they're, they, they there was no family life talked of, and this is what I'm going to get into in a second. But the big thing is Odin's sin is that he didn't get um, Loki and Thor or Cain and Abel to grow up in harmony and to support each other, and that gets into what I would have liked. Uh, also, you have Renee Russo, you have Anthony Hopkins. Can you show a little bit of their family life? Hey, how did we raise... I mean, he's, they've been raising them clearly for 1,500 years. You would think that some lessons would have been imparted. But then it also shows... So I guess... Or, if you don't want to show that, then assume, let, let us know that their parents were not involved in raising them. And they were ra- they were kind of given like free reign to learn the world as they are. And that's totally fine, too. But it wasn't either of them. And so you have Thor and Loki vying for their father's affection. Loki so much that he secretly tries to start a war just to get his dad's attention. Dad, look at me. And in the end, um, you know, uh, Odin says, "Hey, sorry, man. Like, like I know you, you did all these things while I was in the while I was sleeping, and uh, I still can't forgive you for that." So Loki goes, "I'd rather fine. Like, I'm clearly forsaken by my father. I'm out of here, or by my adopted father." Anyway, I just uh, you have Rene Russo and Anthony Hopkins. Like, how are you not using them? all the time or more bonding between if they did show Loki and Thor on their adventures as children not like young teenagers but like actual kids it would have meant a lot more for when they started to tear apart as brothers anytime siblings don't get along it can be very painful and that would have paid dividends down the line as each movie like with each betrayal that Loki had you would have Thor Going, you know, you 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 experience the pain through Thor's eyes. Like I can't believe my brother still doesn't trust me. And then maybe when Loki finally turns around and his real death apparently happens, then it really means something. Instead of Loki the trickster, you're like, yeah, okay, that's fine. But they had an opportunity with a great actor to have them um, grow or to give us insight into their background and have them grow as characters, as individuals, and then grow apart from each other. There would have been something interesting to find that, like, as Loki turns more and more evil, it makes Thor realize that I do have to, I have to be a good person just to combat my brother, who I'm slightly responsible for. 
um, his upbringing. Whether Thor wasn't nice enough to Loki or Thor wasn't paying attention, whatever. Either way, I'm not going to go on to Captain America because that's going to take way too long because I dislike that movie so much. Um, it'll just take too long. <laughs> guys thanks again for listening to another podcast as a reminder all of these podcasts are excerpts from my live streams that i do every monday and wednesday at twitch.tv slash super danger gaming we have a lot of fun in the chat uh, i get into a lot of petty arguments with my viewers because uh, i'm a mature and well-adjusted adult so i'd love to see you there